Are you curious about amplifying your Etsy shop? And are you ready to take on the challenge of expanding your Etsy journey just as I was not too long ago? Then stay tuned to explore the print-on-demand universe with me. Welcome to Digitally Purpose, the podcast. I'm Bailey, a top 0.1% Etsy seller, coach, and mompreneur. Learn how my digital shops made over half a million dollars in just six months, all by working smarter, not harder. Get ready for transparent advice and Etsy secrets, digital products, and print-on-demand business strategies. Together, we'll maximize your time for profitable online business success. Welcome to episode number eight of Digitally Purpose, the podcast. I am super excited to have you back here once again as we actually look into the world of scaling your Etsy shop using the print-on-demand or POD model. Hopefully, I'll be able to provide insights and actionable strategies and practical tips, John, from my own experience, guiding you through overcoming the challenges and embracing POD for business growth. So with that, let's just go ahead and get started. So if you've been following me for any length of time, you know that I've actually had three different types of shops on the Etsy platform. So in the three different categories of handmade physical items, and then I moved on to print on demand, and then I also um, moved into digital. And then now currently I'm having a second shop that is a print-on-demand digital product shop, which is a hybrid method um, that I teach. And um, so it's combining both digital products and print-on-demand products for a very specific niche. But what you probably didn't know is even before that first handmade shop that saw my first initial success on Etsy, I actually had a POD shop a few years before that that was eventually closed because I could never really get it off the ground and running and it was just actually a total failure. So I've been where a lot of you are might be right now where either you're just starting out, you're not sure what to do or how to actually grow a print-on-demand shop because I've had a few now, one that has was just a totally failure and then now a few that have been successful. So I wanna talk about why I think my first one and why I know um, my first one really failed and hopefully if you see anything in this, you can um, make sure that you aren't doing any of these things that caused my first uh, POD shop to fail. And the biggest thing was just not understanding at all how to do market research and understand if there was actually a market for the products that I was designing. So I was just designing t-shirts and of course it was still extremely competitive back then, but I wasn't doing any type of keyword research to see if they're, you know, what the low competition keywords are that I could possibly go after. And I wasn't looking at any types of trends or styles that I was seeing on Etsy. Um, I was just really, really just creating for myself because I thought I liked the product and that I was a customer of that base, which I was, um, and that they would be successful based on that. So that just goes to show you that um, I really highly recommend that you don't ever really create something just that you like without getting any type of feedback, either from friends or family, especially if they are people who would buy in that category or are members of that particular niche and audience so that they can give you um, realistic and honest feedback on if they actually like the style and the design. So really do your product research first. Um, And I learned this with my second one 
one, and that is because I did actually take um, a few print-on-demand courses. So I really focused at the beginning on learning what made a good POD product sell um, before I just dove in again and um, really just went, you know, with my own whims on that. But this came from learning the hard way the first time. So um, I really think that the the reason that my second, not second shop, when I, because it's been the same shop, handmade to POD to digital has all been the same shop, just also proved to others that um, when they ask, I get a a lot of the same question um, saying, well, can I change my physical shop to a digital shop? Can I change my digital shop to a POD shop? Can I change my handmade to digital? Yes, you can. Um, I've done it three different times. It works. There's never been an issue. You might have a few customers who reach back months later saying, hey, do you still sell this? Which I still randomly get that at times. Um, But they really do. It really has no effect. Etsy work is a search engine um, and it's treated as such. So um, as long as you are categorizing and naming and using proper SEO, you're not going to have an issue when you decide to pivot to a different type of product category. So going back to my POD experience the second time around, having done my product um, research, I really do believe that I saw success so much faster because I was creating products correctly from the beginning. And by creating them correctly, I just mean by doing proper product research, finding low competition keywords that still had high demand. And then I was implementing design styles that were trending at the time and not necessarily trending on Etsy. They were trending on other platforms. There were similar designs being sold on Etsy, but not anything that I was creating, which made them totally unique to the platform when I brought them on. It also was a personalized item, so that really did set me even further apart than from just the typical POD um, supplier or sellers that make non-custom items. If you offer that level of customization, you're just setting yourself up on a higher tier. And even though it was harder at that time, it's just because there were no apps like Hello Custom that would automate the personalization. It still was very successful, and in the end, I ended up hiring a VA just to do the personalization uh, part for me on the designs themselves so that it could be just done that much quicker and faster. So now today in 2024, when we have apps like Hello Custom, I will say, and I love to recommend it just because anybody who is scared of doing print on demand with personalization shouldn't really have an excuse anymore, especially just because the ease of setting up this app with your Etsy store and integrating it is so easy. And it really does take basically 95% of the work. Um, You basically just have to approve it and hit a few buttons and your personal personalization is then sent to your um, POD supplier of choice like Printify and, and then it just operates just like a normal POD store would. We are just seeing so many new POD stores pop up recently that are just seeing awesome success uh, very quickly. Um, Most of them I have seen with personalization or they have a highly specific niche, meaning um, they are not just creating a general store with thousands of random products uh, with designs that do not speak to their customer. They are highly focused, customer-centric POD stores that know and understand 
their audience, and I will get into that in a little bit uh, later. But um, the success that we're really seeing with POD stores that have popped up in 2023 and that are opening up now uh, really just do know how to create products that their ideal customer and audience wants. And then there are the ones that are incorporating personalization into their POD products. So if you're not familiar with the POD model, print-on-demand is essentially a way for people like me who don't want to buy a bunch of t-shirts or um, coffee mugs or whatever the type of product um, upfront inventory, print and make it ourselves and send it to our customers. Before print-on-demand, um, you had to either wholesale these types of items, get a supplier to print your products, get them sent to you, and then you would have to take care of all of the packaging. So what print-on-demand does is it allows people like me to create a really great design and then integrate through an app with my POD supplier. I personally use Printify and I will have them linked in the um, description below. But um, what Printify does is they actually source products through a number of different uh, POD sellers that all go through the same app of Printify. And they source the products, they print the products, they package the products, and they ship the products to your customer. So once the order is placed on Etsy, it just goes to the Printify system and um, then gets routed to whoever you've set up in the back end, which we'll go into that in a little bit, but and then it's kind of a hands-off process for the Etsy seller, unless there are customer service issues that arise. And just speaking from experience, when working with a great POD supplier like Printify, as long as your customer can take a picture of something that was wrong, um, they're very good to work with as far as writing the situation and either getting a new product sent out, or if it's just a refund that they want, um, they're very much um, focused on their quality, which is always good good when working with a third-party supplier like this where you aren't going to be seeing um, the product in person. What it also solves is the issue of buying your products uh, before and having to take uh, pictures of them and for product photo listings and staging and lighting and things like that. With print-on-demand, you're able just to buy mock-ups of whatever it is that you're selling. So for an example, if we were selling a sweatshirt, a Gildan sweatshirt, we are able to buy those types of mock-ups from places like Creative Fabrica or even Etsy and just place our digital design on them and use that as our uh, photo for our Etsy listing, saving us a ton of money instead of having to buy every single product um, and then create the photo listings ourselves by doing all types of fancy photography. So since you don't have to take your own photos, it really does eliminate um, that issue where if you were doing this the old school way of printing and making and then doing your photography and then who knows if that design is going to sell well um, and you just created all of that, um, had to spend money on it. But with print on demand, you're able to test such a high number of different types of products and designs because you're literally just making, it's your time. You're just making the design. And once you've bought the mock-up, which can range anywhere from just a dollar to $2, um, you really can use that over and over again to test different styles and designs until you find the ones that are working for your particular audience. Audience. 
And then there is the benefit of scalability. So with print-on-demand, you are able to basically scale your print-on-demand shop infinitely because you are not the one fulfilling the orders. Um, when I did my handmade uh, tumblers before, there were only so many hours in the day. And even though we were making great sales, 30 to even 50 sales a day, we had to cut it off at some point every day just because we literally just could not stay up for 24 hours hours a day making and packaging our product so and shipping. So with print-on-demand, when you are utilizing third-party suppliers that have warehouses and hundreds of employees and different locations, you are not relying on yourself to get your product made and shipped. You can really utilize at realistically thousands of other people and pay them the portion of the product and then you keep the remainder. It really is a brilliant business idea and um, way to model a business um, just because it takes, it, it kind of essentially works like digital products because you are just responsible for creating the design and then sending it to your POD supplier. Um, I will mention that there is a little bit of customer service that will usually come up more than with digital products just because you're going to run into things like um, sizing issues if they maybe didn't read the sizing chart or there's things like if you're selling mugs it could have gotten broke in transit but once again if you're working with a quality POD supplier then those things are going to be taken care of and you're not going to have to worry about it. One big thing to know, um, and I do know a lot of people gloss over this when talking about POD, but it is um, something to be prepared for just because, um, once again, if you are coming from either the digital design space, you might not have this, but with POD, um, you will get paid for your order through Etsy. So depending on if your account is brand new or not, you may not have the funds immediately. So you will need to have some type of payment method on file with your POD supplier so that it can get billed automatically so that your product can be uh, created and shipped as soon as possible because we all know that is what the Etsy customer wants the most is quality and fast shipping. So without having that and you're just kind of like waiting for your funds from Etsy to arrive, you're going to be running into a long processing time, which is going to drive away a lot of customers. So I really do like to just tell um, my students that if you are planning on doing this, just make sure you have some type of form of payment where it can be charged usually on a daily basis how I do mine uh, for whatever the previous day's order so that there's no lag in processing time. So whether that means getting some type of business credit card to have that set up, or maybe you have a different business bank account that it can be pulled from. I highly recommend um, looking into that before you get going just because you don't want to run into a position where you're just waiting on those Etsy funds to pay for orders to be uh, completed. So that was kind of a broad overview of the POD model. And I want to move in to what I think is the next really important step is, which is choosing the right POD provider. So there are several big um, main print-on-demand providers out there. Some of the big ones, you may recognize names like Printful and of course Printify, which I've mentioned, and Gelato is another good one. 
I really do want to stress the importance of choosing a supplier that has the key factors that you'll be looking for that are really going to make your shop successful, which are things like product variety, the quality of the items that they're printing, and their shipping times. All of the ones that I've mentioned do integrate directly with Etsy um, as approved partners, so that is not something to worry about. But if you are looking at other ones that weren't on that little list, then make sure that they do integrate with Etsy because you don't want to be having to download orders from Etsy and then take them over to your supplier. It just wouldn't be an automated process, which is kind of the whole point of POD. So speaking from experience, I have used both Printful and Printify. Printful is great. Their quality is amazing. They do tend to have a little longer of processing times, um, but I think that is just because they really focus on their quality. The only con with them um, is that they generally have some of the highest um, price points, making it harder for you to have good profit margins with your products. So that's kind of the only thing with Printful. Um, but other than that, they are an amazing company to work with customer service-wise and quality-wise. Who I use currently is Printify, and I have used them for well over five years now, off and on, and then now currently with my new hybrid um, shop. And I choose to use them just because they are extremely fast with their processing times. And as I mentioned before, Printify is the app or the company themselves. And then they actually contract with several different suppliers that are based all throughout the world. Some of them fulfill different products, um, but it really just depends on what type of product that you're looking for as to which supplier that you use. So for my products, I only use Monster Digital or SwiftPod, which are two if you are just navigating within uh, Printify and looking at the different suppliers. Those are two, but I just really recommend choosing any of them if they have seven or higher stars is usually what I look at, but pretty much now that I have very specific products, I only use Monster Digital and SwiftPod just because I've never really had any issues. And if I had, um, they have taken care of it if it was on the quality side. So if you're not using those, I really would just look at overall customer reviews if it's a different POD supplier and just make sure that you are choosing to go with a good quality provider because at the end of the day, if you choose one just because it's way less expensive and you'll have a way better profit margin, you probably won't end up with any returning customers or you'll have a high return or refund rate because the quality is just not there or the shipping and processing time was just too long. So moving on to the next important step of print on demand is product selection. And I think that this really um, just goes um, hand in hand with your audience because every audience or niche-based store, which is what I primarily teach, is not going to want every single product that most um, print on demand suppliers have out there. Meaning you don't need to be creating a hundred different product designs for a hundred different categories of products because most likely you're um, audience is not going to need or even want all of those different types of products. And this just really goes back to understanding your target audience and researching and looking at the different types of products that they consume on a general basis, what types of shops that they generally shop at um, compared to you know other types of audiences and choose your products from there. I can say with both Printful and Printify, they have a very, very large um, category of 
of different types of products and they are continually adding new products all of the time. So you're definitely not going to run out of ideas as far as different types of products that you could introduce. It's really just about looking at your audience and seeing if the products make sense for those specific niches and audiences before you go about and choosing a ton of different products to create designs for. So this next point is going back to where I messed up with my first POD shop, and this is all about the design. So as I mentioned, I was creating designs that nobody really wanted, which is why the first shop failed. So it really, once again, just goes back to that audience and niche market research and really look at the trends and the designs that are selling to that particular audience. You can do this a wide variety of ways. Um, One way to do it is to look at the social media platform where your particular audience hangs out and um, look at most viewed videos or most like posts, comments, things like that for products that they are seeing or styles and trends that they are seeing and what they are connecting with the most. You can also do this type of research on Etsy, though I wouldn't recommend just going by the particular style that you see on there um, because if it's already on there then most likely um, it's you probably won't make much of a dent in the marketplace if it's already being sold uh, by a few sellers then it means it's already has an established place within the search results and it will just be harder so it's easier to come up with something new that is related to your audience that's related to a current trend um, and and try to design something new that has value um, that speaks to your target audience versus just copying whatever the next horse loving uh, t-shirt shop is doing on etsy So finally, the fourth point, and this is going to be all about pricing strategies for POD products. And I've spoken to a lot of members about this before because they seem to have this mentality that um, there is never any room or profit margin in POD products. And this is simply because they are used to comparing um, their products to usually when they find different shops on Etsy that are selling similar items. Items, it's because they're looking at those products and how they're pricing them, but they're not realizing that those are not POD models. They are usually people that have set up their own um, shop and, and can fulfill their own, or they have a wholesale supplier. So they're able to have those types of profit margins. I will say that speaking from experience, that especially if you are offering a personalized custom item, that pricing is usually not something that you need to be concerned with, especially if you are providing a unique and um, valuable design that your audience is looking for. Price usually does not have any factor on it. Now, it doesn't need like, don't sell a t-shirt for $100 just because you think the design is amazing but it really comes down to connecting with that audience through the design. So if they feel like the design was meant from them because it's about, or it looks like their favorite horse with their favorite quote or whatever it is, it's all about that emotion and connecting directly with them. And price is not going to be an issue. Where you run into a price war and issues with pricing is where everybody is just copying everybody. There is no uniqueness um, and everything's the same. So then it just 
just turns into a bidding war and everybody trying to race to the lowest price and then nobody ends up making any money because the market is just saturated with tons of the same different types of products. So I highly recommend focusing on trying to stand out from the competition by uh, providing, once again, designs that are unique and speak to your audience specifically and provide that value that you're looking for. And then you're not going to need to worry about that price. What I would recommend highly from the beginning, and like I've spoken before, whether this is digital or POD or handmade, you need to really start that email list from the beginning so that you are not worrying about that competition and that pricing that they're offering anyway. Um, If they bought from you and they see your new design and you're able to email them, they're not even going to be looking at their competition or your competition because they are a loyal customer. They've already bought from you and they're ready to just buy that next new design from you because you've already created that relationship with them. So hopefully this POD overview has been helpful for you if it's something that you are interested in or you might want to think about in the future or you might want to incorporate into your own current Etsy shop. I can once again say just from past experience um, how fun the POD model was when I was doing it a few years ago as a personalized shop. And I mean, even so much that to this day, we are in the process of, again, opening another POD hybrid shop that is just combined with digital products. I will mention right now that within Digitally Purpose, I do have an entire bonus module that is dedicated to a start-to-finish setup of a hybrid um, shop method. So um, if you are interested in this, as it just really depends on if you're interested in creating, it really only works with a niche or audience store, meaning you have a very specific target customer and you can create products, both digital and um, print on demand that would apply to them. And so if you are interested in that, that is in as a bonus in Digitally Purpose, the community, and that link will be in the description below. I can really um, encourage anyone who has ever thought about doing the POD model um, that it can be highly lucrative. And especially if you are incorporating that personalization, there's not really any excuse now than like saying that that is it's not scalable or that's going back to having to manually fill orders because you can always use the app like Hello Custom to fulfill the majority of the process of the order for you. Um, and it just makes it that much simpler. I will put a link down there for them as well below just so you have that. And um, you can let me know if you have any questions on them. I do have on my upcoming um, YouTube video tutorial list to do a Hello custom walkthrough just because it can be a little bit detailed to set up for the first time. But after that, it's literally just a few buttons that you have to push and your personalization POD items can be fulfilled. So that is a wrap for today's episode, and I really want to thank you again so much for joining me. If you did find today's episode helpful, please help spread the support and share the podcast with others. I would truly appreciate it. And don't forget to give it a rating and review. It really does um, help spread it even more. And before you go, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Digitally Purpose, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And now it's your turn to put what you've learned into action. 
If you do want to take it to the next level, be sure to check out my community Digitally Purposed, a step-by-step and self-paced training guide to plan, set up, launch, and monetize your digital product shop with continued weekly new trainings on the topics that matter most to you and a supportive community dedicated to helping you reach your goals. For more details, just visit digitallypurpose.com and unlock the potential of your online business. I will see you in the next episode.